I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane. I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh, my God, no. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. And, And Vince is yelling at me. God damn it, do it harder, make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. So I'm actually pretty excited about Jey Uso versus uh, Roman Reigns. I figured you'd be a little excited about that. I'm very excited. I, I, I don't even know. It's the weirdest thing that they, they decided to go ahead and give this guy a push, right? Uh, yeah, it is. But but I think it's setting up for something, though. Don't you, you know that, right? Uh, he turns on his Samoan bloodlines. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna make mincemeat out of Jey Uso. But then he's got to do some heel shit to him, and that makes Jey Uso more of a baby face. Right. And then when Jimmy comes back, then they they have to avenge that. So I don't I don't see anything bad about that. I actually see that no. that's pretty good. No, I didn't say it was bad. I just I was just warning you this isn't going to be pretty. This is going to be a pretty scene here. Well, that's I mean that's one of the great things about the Usos is in addition to being amazing tag team technicians, they can also tacticians they can also be like. The Samoan Mulkies, because they can take a pretty good ass beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's not they're a, good at that. There's not a Samoan in wrestling, I don't think. Somebody help me out with this. There's not a Samoan in wrestling who's ever not been able to dish out an ass whooping and take an ass whooping. I think I, I think anybody you talk about would be able to, to say that. I don't care who it is. I think they've all been able to go ahead, beat the shit out of whoever, and then when it was time for them to do business the right way and take an ass whooping, they would take an ass whooping. Yeah. I can't think of a single one. I mean, I don't. I guess Rikishi got beat down a couple of times. I'm not sure. It's hard to beat Rikishi down, though, man. I mean, oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's. I, I'm not saying he didn't have it in him to to work or whatever, but I, I, I it's just physically it's hard to get that man down. So it have to be it have to be authentic looking. But like Umaga, see, Umaga is is revered in history. Because people forget very much when he was in, he was with Rosie. He was stiffing people like crazy. He was Nia Jax. I mean, he was hurting. Oh yeah. I remember specifically they were at some Midwest show and they had one of the run-ins with a bunch of the indie workers, and I think he stiff kicked some chick in the rib and at least broke one rib. I mean, it was it was hardcore. He he could he could not work. Jamal could not work at that point in time, and then later on he came back as Umaga, and I think was even kind of stiffish then, but had learned to work a little bit more, and the gimmick was much better. The, you know, you would think the that they would know that and not have him like super kick a girl. But oh, this is, we're getting comments me. now. We're getting comments now. On Periscope. I can only think of is Sean Maluda, but his career is kind of young. That's true. He, it is kind of young. Thanks, Sean. Mal- oh yeah, I remember Sean Maluda. He was in the. Um, he was in that. Uh, what was that tournament they had of the, the up and coming? It was like the May Young tournament. The rising star. Oh yeah, the, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the, it was like. The, was it a cruiserweight tournament? It was like a cruiserweight type tournament, yeah. And he, uh, I remember him, uh, and and thinking he was going to be like a, a next kind, of, not maybe the next big thing, but he was going to be, he was going to be good, you know. Right. So I'm, I mean, I, if you're, 
I don't know what it is about Samoan bloodlines and all that shit. And I don't really get into that because I don't really, you know, you start to get into genetics. Next thing you, you start talking about Joseph Mengele and I don't want to go there. No, let's not get into <laughs> That's not the way that I want to be in any way, shape or form. It's fine. No, um, not into the Mengele's. But you know, that if you're, like the, the, the statistics show, like if you're some, if you're born in Samoa, you're like 70 times more likely to be in the National Football League and shit like that. You've seen those statistics, right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. And then they have there's so many great Samoan football players. And then there's obviously in a small kind of, um, you know, business like wrestling, so many Samoans who have gotten into the business and have done very, very well. And then there's Roman. So <laughs> I can't I can't help, I can't help busting his ass. I thought the Heyman thing was really good. I thought I thought yeah. Smack, Smackdown in and of itself was a pretty good show. Mm, I thought so, too. I was talking to our, our buddy Colton. We we're kind of going back and forth at the end of SmackDown and I was telling him about how much I enjoyed it as much as I hate to admit it. I, you know, cause Colton Colton's really down on WWE. I don't know if you, I don't know if you knew this or not, but he's way more negative than we are. Oh my gosh. So yeah, he's, he's definitely the AEW rep. So, but yeah, I did. I liked it. I, I thought matter of fact, as far as that goes, I thought raw was okay too. I mean, it was, you know, but, for what it's worth. Um, but I was kind of more expecting a, a Roman promo than a Heyman promo, but I guess you can't really have both. I, I feel like they've just decided the kid can't talk. I think that's what they've decided. But I, I don't know. Is it, do you think it's really ever been a no. thing for him? I mean, no, they can't, they can't write for him. Those stupid idiots that are writing. The thing. They can't write for him. If he was doing the shit that he was doing in FCW when he was doing his own shit, he'd be perfectly fine. And there would be no issue about it. And there'd be no worries. And he'd be dynamite and he'd be strapped to a rocket ship. And they wouldn't have gotten this, this whole thing about Heyman needs to talk for him. The kid needs a mouthpiece and all this other shit. I, I find the dynamic of Heyman being, a talent because I, you know, I think Stephanie still has tremendous heat for him. I don't think Stephanie's ever liked Paul Heyman in any way, shape or yeah. form. And I think that in some ways, Stephanie uh, feels like she has competed with Paul for her, her dad's affection in some way, shape or form. And she's gotten rid of Paul before and they've, they've clashed before, but it's weird that they've been, he's been moved off of leadership for the show. And, but now we need you as a talent because we got to get this kid over and you're the guy to do it. I mean, I find yeah. that dynamic I find to be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is pretty interesting, but I guess maybe she's gotten older and just kind of understands shit better that, Oh no, you know, Oh no, <laughs> maybe. Well, okay. Understands, um, uh, understands the business part of it better. How's that? That's right. I mean, I think it's good. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the McMahons are again, they're very much like the Trumps. They always carry uh, a grudge. Aren't they though? They Aren't act- they though? They act like they don't, and they'll get with you to make some money, and then you know they want adios. It's like over, but I, I it's probably. I think it's. Was there something that I think Carl Anderson had tweeted out something like they all suck or something like that during SmackDown? And I don't know what that was all about, but it's like if anybody's got the baby face and the right to carry a grudge in this whole situation, it's got to be Gallows and Anderson. And now all of a sudden, the guy that moved them off, you know, uh, specifically off of the show. He's got a gig. He's on Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. So I, yeah. I, I, I would be pissed too if I was Carl Anderson. There's no question about it. Well, uh, you got to understand. Well, he's got to understand that even though Vince and, and 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 Heyman really don't see eye to eye a whole lot of times, he's Heyman's going to get the benefit of the doubt over Anderson and and, and Gallows. 
on, on anything because they just go back, you know, the, 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 the link between Heyman and, and Vince just go back, just goes back further. Don't you think so? I mean, yeah, I think, I think Heyman's the only guy that's been able to kind of be a snake oil salesman to Vince in some way, shape or form. So a snake oil salesman. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's what it was with ECW. I think he was the one that was able to kind of convince Vince of, I don't know. It's, it's just weird. That is a, that is a weird frenemy dynamic that the two of them had. And I can't, I can't really explain it. I think there's enough old school in Paul that Vince wants to connect to that part of his identity. That's the I part think he thinks Paul can bring in money. I think so too. But as far as the energy that Paul brings, I think there's enough old school in him with Paul's pedigree, working with Dusty and working in Memphis and all the other stuff that he did, that that's a way for Vince to reconnect to the old business that he misses, the Dr. Jerry Graham shit and the stuff with his father and stuff like that. And he kind of sees that in Paul, even though he knows Paul is completely full of shit, a hundred percent full of shit. You put him in front of a camera, you're fine. If you have him signing checks, you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> that is the Paul. Totally Heyman different dynamic. things there. Totally different things there. <laughs> if, if you want him to send you like some tickets to a show, FedEx, you're completely 100 percent screwed. There's no question about it. Yeah. You should never ever do that. <laughs> what is? Hey, tell me. Uh, I, this is a part of the show where I want to get into um, Brian's adventures in Twitterland. What kind of Twitterverse adventures did you have this this week, connecting with celebrities and such? Because you always have interesting stories to tell. Uh, it's, it was, it was kind of a quiet week this week. Um, no, no, no celebrities, just, just a lot of Trump bashing on my part, but, <laughs> you know, that's, that's pretty much the, the case every day and every week, but no, the, the, the it was all kinds of excitement a couple of weeks ago when Marky post and my, my man, Marty Cohen from back in the, who's the girl from 80s. third rock? Is it Kristen Johnson? Oh, Kristen, Kristen Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. I, she, I, she, I love her on Twitter. I'll tell you somebody else I like on Twitter that I, I, I just would never have thought. Just, just it was weird. Uh, was Richard Marks? Oh, was yeah, weird. yeah, dude. He's just he hates some Trump. He's, and he's he doesn't, and he doesn't take shit from anybody either. The thing I love about Richard Marks is that like if you can just throw all the celebrity one hit wonder shit at him, and you were just a bouffant hairdo in '93 or whatever, you can do all that. He doesn't care. He's completely and totally okay with his place in the universe. He's had that recording studio in Chicago and done very, very well for so long. He doesn't give a shit. You can throw anything at him. He's totally secure in who he is. He's not. You're not going to marry the Daisy Fuentes, by the way. He's doing all right. Kid's doing okay for himself. Yeah. And the other, and- the other part of that is like. He any kind of thing you ever see Eight Mile when uh, when B Rabbit is on stage and he's battling, yeah, and they they yeah. start throwing shit at him. He's like, "You're he telling me stuff I already head. know." I do live in a trailer park. My mom is a whore. All this other stuff. It's like Richard Marks has heard you say all this stuff. He knows all this shit. He knows he was a one hit wonder. He knows he peaked in '94. You're not gonna you're not throwing any new shit at him. He doesn't care. He's completely secure. He's had that recording studio. He's been able to work with some of the biggest people. I mean, don't say, don't mean nothing. Had Joe Walsh playing fucking guitar on that track, right? His first single ever. He gets Joe Walsh to play fucking. You're living right. You well, are. If I'm not mistaken. I think Lionel Richie helped him get going. You know, I mean, Jesus Christ. If anybody wants to throw shit at him, it's fine. But he's completely secure and he's okay with putting the messages out there. And the shit that's been blowing my mind over the past week or so is the Jim Gaffigan shit. 
He just said, I, fuck it, I've had enough. Holy hell, Jim Gaffigan, who is like one of the, you know, one of the highest earning comedians you'll ever see. He's got deals with everybody, Netflix and Amazon. And that motherfucker, he could go into the he could go into the offices of Kraft and he get a mac and cheese deal like that if he wanted to. Exactly. He can go No, no, I was just gonna say that the Gaffigan is like he's like peaches and cream comedy, you know, he doesn't really get into the politics and stuff, but all of a sudden he's just, boom, <laughs> lets it all out. He's been letting it fester for all these years. I think he's like, I'm tired of people thinking I'm supposed to be one way, but I'm supposed to be another way. And, and fuck it. This is how I feel. And if you guys think it's going to ruin my career, you're wrong. It's not going to ruin my career. I'm going to be perfectly fine. I'm going to go. I'm going to do my shit. The people who live in the trailer parks are going to come see me. The people who live in the suburbs are going to come see me. The people who live in the high rises are come see me. It doesn't matter because I, I can just say this shit and it's perfectly fine. That's right. But this, is, this is the last bit of politics. This Atlantic story about him calling the troops losers and shit. This is bothering the fuck out of Donald Trump and his. Support. Oh my god! It, it, this is like one of those if he's hollering, he's hit kind of story. They they can't stand it. They can't and they can't get away from it. Well, that means it's true. Absolutely, it's true. <laughs> that's that's the telltale sign. <laughs> it's when he starts having temper tantrums about stuff. You know, it's true. Uh, it, it's it's a hundred percent true. And it was I, I that thing about when when Mayor Pete was on with Fox News. Well, how do you know this true? Well, your your network just confirmed it. Jennifer Griffin <laughs> next. One of the most longstanding reporters you've had at your organization just confirmed everything. So I, you, I, you can I like suck that. it. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. And I just saw the Greg Gutfeld rant, which is like a minute after Fox News confirmed. <laughs> so they can't. They are dying. They can't handle it. And it's like yeah, it's yeah. it's so obviously true because it's absolutely in line with what he's been doing for three and a half years now. He's shitting on John McCain, McCain every opportunity he gets, even after the guy's dead. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. I like people who don't get captured. I like people who <laughs> don't get killed. Why do you give me Jesus Christ? It's okay. Enough of that. Bailey and they got whole. They got whole orange ass. Keep digging. They finally did the the thing with Bailey and Sasha, and it was Bailey who turned on Sasha. So Sasha turned babyface by proxy. Um, she was hurt during the match in storyline. Bailey was going to carry out of the ring, and she starts beating the shit out of her, kicking her upside the head. Yeah, what'd you think of that beatdown? That was I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty effective, and it, honestly, it made total sense to me. All of that made total sense to me, which is always like the weirdest thing right now in WWE when you're like, oh, I'm watching something that not only entertains me that could actually lead to something. That's that's weird. Yeah, and it, and it, yeah, and I, I, it did make sense, and I, 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 I didn't know when it was coming. I, I thought it would be a little more, I don't know, subtle than that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I've expected it for a while. I just didn't know when it was happening. Just, I was kind of maybe caught off guard just a little bit, not really thinking it would actually happen after that particular match. But it, it looked good. I mean, it, it served its purpose. I think. Uh, and then those guys, I don't know. I don't know. I guess Survivor Series. Would you would want to pay that off? I'm not really sure. <sighs> Survivor Series. Um, what's the October one? Uh, that's a good question. Payback, not payback. Flashback. Um, um, flashback. Flash, flash dance. Flash. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me take a look. Flash dance. Yeah. I'm excited about Clash of Champions, though, which used to be the Clash of the Champions, but it's not anymore. It used to be the Clash of the Champions, yes. But it's not anymore because the WCW was stupid, and we don't need to do anything that they do. No, no. The one, free too. 
the one October the 10th. I've got an NXT takeover on November the 10th. I've got a uh, on October the 10th, rather. Mm-hmm. November the 1st is Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. So people can not only hear the voices now, they can see me doing the stupid voice. Yeah, I know, man. That makes it better. See, I'm, um, I'm going off mic so you can see me not, not shouting into the microphone because overload and blow out your shit, dude. Yeah, I don't want that. Um, yeah, I could maybe see that in a Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell match between those two. Um, I maybe. I don't know. I guess. I don't, I, Survivor Series, it seems like a long time to roll with that, though. Maybe maybe the payoff, the actual payoff match might be then. They might have, you know, some matches between now and then, you know, and then the coup de gras would be Summer Slam or Survivor Series. You can't you can't build anything up till WrestleMania, can you? I mean, they wouldn't be able to stretch it out that much. Uh, I don't know, man. Seem like, didn't they stretch out something between like now and WrestleMania a couple years ago between like Daniel Bryan and somebody or something? Was it uh, was it Daniel Bryan and Triple H going for the title and all that shit? Something like that. I want to say it just seemed like it would take forever. That you know, eight months worth of shit. Yeah, but it worked. It seemed to work. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty good storyline wise. I think they're heading in a good direction there. I still with the Raw storylines and eh, with, with Randy again. Randy Orton just is not not doing it for me right now. I just. I don't mind him like what we just saw with the Drew McIntyre, a quick kind of deal with him. But now they're trying to stretch it out into what they're doing. And I just, you know, he's had his time. Let him let him sit back and, and just do what he was doing before, kind of set off the spotlight, get away from the title. He was doing like with the edge stuff, you know. He doesn't need to be in the title hunt. There's too many other people right now, I think, that, that need to be – in that title hunt besides Randy freaking Orton. Well, I, I think the point of that guy should be just to get people over at this point, shouldn't it? Right. I mean, that's right, right. I don't know if he's really I don't know if he's really doing that. Do you think he's established himself by helping get Drew McIntyre over? Because I don't think he's done that. No, not yet. I mean, he would have if he had just stopped with the after losing it at uh, whatever the last time what was the payback, I guess, or yeah, payback. Uh, just stop it there. I mean, he would have served his purpose then. I think just letting Drew get over, get over, and move on to the next one. Just I don't know. I'm just I'm with you. I'm just I'm just I'm just kind of Randy Orton out. That was one of the you know complaints on the CM Punk diatribe was that when Triple H would they would put him in these programs to try to get people over, he wouldn't get them over, and he would end up getting himself over as a retired wrestler, and then he would go <laughs> off sunset. And now I think the same thing has happened. I think Randy Orton has r- learned very well from. Triple H, and now it's like, well, I'm supposed to get this guy over, but it turns out I'm going to go ahead and get myself over. Well, while, while I'm here, <laughs> just gonna, and the, and the Ric Flair portion of it, I mean, is that just kind of disappeared? It's dissipated. Yeah, yeah, I keep thinking that he's going to show up. You know, I thought he was going to show up at that match and low blow Orton and all that, but I guess. You Isn't know. it funny that this is like the second time they've tried to inject the dead son into things, and they've had to back out of the program immediately, like like a bad fart. Well, it's. It's interesting, but it's probably a good thing. I guess, I guess, but they shouldn't have done it in the first place. I mean, they shouldn't, they, yeah, shouldn't even started started up to start with to begin the with. Le- the lesson that you learn with all that is like, let's not do the dead sun thing because every time we do, it turns out bad. It gets the wrong kind of heat, and we have to absolutely ditch that part of the program. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's um, never good. It's happened before. 
Well, I mean, the Charlotte thing you talking about? Yeah, yeah. It was wasn't it? Was it Charlotte and uh, when she was in that program? Was it? It wasn't Becky. It was somebody else. And then they they had to just they had to just let it go. Yeah, like that that didn't work. And then they were going to blame her for not selling it properly. But then Rick told them, "If you guys try to punish her at all, I'm going to start yakking." Because I don't know if he was necessarily under his Legends contract or whatever at that point in time. Yeah, I I wish he had started yakking. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I want to hear some shit. Well, you're never going to see Nate really do it because he needs the money too much. I mean, that's the that's the thing. He's never going to he's never going to actually carry like cut off any potential paydays from Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He's just not. Yeah. That's how well, it he, is. He could jump over to uh, AEW and we get three of the four horsemen together again. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I can't. I, I'm so done with ever trying to cre- recreate the horsemen. I, I hope they are too. But I feel, of course, if Shad and Tony Khan write Ric Flair a big enough check, yes, he'll be on AEW oh, and he'll probably he'll go. All day long. All day then, long. Then, He'll insist on bleeding during a promo with Arn and Dolly. <laughs> but you you're got blood thinner now, Rick. I don't, don't care. We don't really need you to get juice, champ. Woo! It's okay. I'll go ahead and – no, we don't need juice. We're good. We're fine. And I'm just going to say this. If Ric Flair does get juice on AEW Dynamite, by God, Chris Cruz is going to be there with a notepad ready oh. to tell whoever needs to know. <laughs> Whatever authorities in Broward County or what, what is that? Oh, whatever that county is, Duval County up in Jacksonville. He's going to call the health department and tell them there was an old man bleeding in a ring over at Daily Place or whatever. Just to let you know. Hi, it's the Crispy Cruiser, and I'd like to let you know that an old man was bleeding on television. And are you going to allow this? Are you okay with it? And I would like to give you my callback number here with Voice of America. It's 555. This fucking radio doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) 555. Voice of America mattered in 1981. (laughs) Shadow Stevens. (laughs) It doesn't really. So I I hope that doesn't happen. I'm I'm tired. And I know J.J. Dillon's like, "Eh, I can drive. I'll be there in a minute. I can pay for Uh, my own trans. Be right Uh, there. uh, No food for me. I don't need any catering. I'll pack a sandwich. Uh, We can just go ahead and no, please, God, just let it go. Don't even do, not even on being the elite. I don't even want to see a horseman reunion on being the elite. This is where uh, a horseman reunion needs to happen, either at WrestleCade or whatever that thing is they do before WrestleMania. What do they call that thing? Anyway, that that thing. Yeah. That's where, the, that's where it needs to happen. Yeah. So the big story. Fan fast, though. The other big story that happened yesterday is that Vince McMahon gave his talent 30 days to opt out of third party deals where they're making money. And they're thinking about things like Twitch and TikTok and stuff like that. And it's specifically in their contracts as independent contractors. And those of you who are actually watching the stream, and I think we look better than I thought we would, independent contractors. Uh, cannot make money off of TikTok or um, Twitch or anything like that. Um, it, it is expressly forbidden, and he's giving them 30 days to get out of it. Again, as true independent contractors, I don't see how you do this. Uh, I believe the company was trying to make the case that not only do they know they own your fake name, and we'll go for this purposes like um, Xavier Woods. That's a good example. He does up, up, down, down as Austin Creed, because I heard Lance Storm and Brian Alvarez talking about this. Austin Creed is not his real name. He's like Austin Watson or something like that. That's his real name. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's something in that contract as an 
independent contractor that allows them to control everything that you do. But that doesn't sound like an independent contractor to me. And this seems like a very slippery slope. And again, if anybody had the balls to challenge this, that would be amazing. This, we, we talked about this after the debacle in uh, Saudi Arabia when they were made to be held hostage and stuff. And several people were not happy about that. And like, well, the better, you know, the company better tread on thin ice and he better treat these guys good and at least give them a payday or just do something to placate them. Now he continues to just kick the shit out of the talent. He It seems indiscriminately. And for them to go ahead with this, this really needs to be challenged. But I don't know if there's anybody that's going to go ahead and summon up the balls to hire a lawyer and go after him in this because they want to keep their money with the WWE. What do you think? Uh, yeah, and here's the thing that I'm, I'm a little unclear on. What's his purpose of doing this? Is it just sheer greed? He can't control the message, uh, number one. He doesn't understand the platforms. And I don't think he really understood that they were able to monetize them, which well, is don't, weird. So he's is, just going to go, he's just going to go make a public statement and ban these independent contractors without anybody like Triple H or somebody going. Mm, hold on a second, dude. Uh, I don't think you know exactly what's going on here. Let me let me let me read you read you the deal here. Uh, I don't I don't so know. You think I, that's what happened. He just did it on his own. I think what I've heard is that they're so they're trying to put out so many fires in that company and they're just so ahead of themselves that there's just some stuff that they're not paying attention to. And I don't think they realized that Xavier would pull, would build up such a huge following with what he's done with up, up, down, down outside of wrestling. There are a lot of people that don't even know him as a wrestler. They know him from that because of the whole gaming thing. Mm hmm. Um, and it got to such a point when they finally noticed it, like, shit, I don't think this is OK. We're not we're not monetizing this the way that we should. If we're going to make if we're going to have him under contract, we need to make money off this guy, not Google or TikTok or uh, Twitch or whoever. And Twitch is owned by Amazon. So that's another huge company. So it's not like the WWE couldn't easily partner with Twitch and have already had a number of channels and start getting some revenue from this. It's not like they couldn't have partnered with Google with the YouTube stuff. It's not like they couldn't have partnered with TikTok and start getting a piece of the revenue as well. I think they're just pissed at themselves because they're run by a bunch of old men that don't understand technology. Mm. Well, that's, val that's a valid point. I, I, I would believe that actually. I, I just, I just can't believe it. Well, first of all, it took them this long to, even figure that out even though it's right. wrong but also does this is this going to affect like i don't know like on instagram when like for instance braun Strowman uses adam sure as his and lexi lexi kaufman i mean do they have to can they not do that even though they're not making money they don't want their names out there or is it just a pure monetary thing I think that's specifically why they used those particular platforms. Is that they? Well, that's what I was going to say. That you don't see Alexis, uh, I'm sorry, Alexa Bliss out there selling her shit, or exactly. Peyton Royce doing all her extra shit under Peyton Royce. It's under Cassie, whatever her last name is. Exactly. So I just I don't just bothers me, man. That bothers me that that he's trying to you know chop them down like that. Well, it should, because this is stuff that they built up themselves and they were very much encouraged to go do this social media stuff and get their names out there. And I mean, God damn, Cody Rhodes can't even say Rhodes. He's and he's working for AEW and he's just saying Cody. I mean, I know, they've I been able that's to get stupid, but they've been able to shove that up his ass. I love I love the idea that they still like we're OK and fine. You're just going to call me Cody. We'll make a thing out of it. 
I think that's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I'm, I am. I, I, that that part I like, but I just I just think it is stupid in itself. And then this is just inane. You can't. It's just legally you can't. And now, you know this this ties into Uber is trying to continue to make their keep their um, drivers as independent contractors in California, and California is trying to get these guys some get paid and get some benefits. And what Uber has done, and Uber is a much better company than they were when Travis Kalanick was the CEO, because that guy was just a piece of garbage. He was an asshole. That guy was an awful piece of shit. And they finally eventually had to get rid of that guy. They've got somebody else. It's a guy. uh, He's an Iranian-American. I can't remember what his name is. But he he's not doing a whole lot better because he said he will shut down Uber services between now and Election Day if he doesn't get what he wants from the California legislature. Well, there's a lot of people that you and I don't know about who rely on Uber to go to get to the polls to vote. And I'm not saying it's the best way to go, but that's what they do. And they just think that on Election Day or whenever, even in early voting, they'll be able to call up an Uber and go to the polls and vote. And if he starts fucking with that, he's really pissing me off. Well, can can people use Lyft? They can use Lyft, but I think Lyft might actually try to follow suit, even though they have kind of over the years had a night been known as the nicer company, like the nicer alternative mm-hmm. to Uber, like um, Target is the nicer, better, cleaner, more fun place. And Walmart is the shitty Turkish market that you have gotcha. to go through in order to save money. Right. But Lyft might actually follow suit because it might actually be beneficial to them in order to save money. I think it's garbage. I don't think there's any real argument. When you make the argument that our drivers are not essential to our business, I don't think on its face that that's going to hold up. But again, I'm not a legal expert and I don't know exactly how that shit works. But, you know, again, it's always been with Vince, who's going to challenge him. At some point, Jerry McDevitt runs out of good luck and he runs out of bullets. I'm sorry. I just don't feel like Jerry McDevitt's going to be able to protect this guy from everything. And, and there, there's stuff that we don't know about that he's paid off. Right. I mean, there's stuff. Oh, that, yeah. You gotta like, be, man. I mean, look at all the stuff we do know that he's paid off. Exactly. Like, I think there's stuff that McDevitt's like, nah, we can't win this one. You might as well go ahead and write, write the check. I think that's happened. Yeah, but I, I just it, it's very hard. For me we haven't heard about some secret bullshit from some time, you know, from somebody back in like the 80s that really has no more ties to right. WWE right now. Well, there's disclosure agreements. It's, again, it's just like Trump. You got those disclosure agreements that they sign that, you know, if you take the check, you can't talk. Yeah, I guess that's true. So it's the Omerta. You just got to keep the, the silence with the whole thing. But there's got to be. I just find this hard to believe as I understand what independent contractors are in the real world and what they're able to do. And if you are an independent contractor, I'm just going to say that you put up roofs. If that's what you do and you're a roofer mm-hmm. and you go to somebody's house, you put a roof up and he goes, look, I know my neighbor, Jim, across the street wants you to put a roof on his house, but I don't like Jim. And Jim owns um, a hamburger store that competes with my hamburger store. So I'm forbidding you from working on Jim's roof. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You can't do that. No, the independent contractor works at their own pleasure, doing what they want to do when they want to do it. And you yeah, can't, that, be, you can't be an independent contractor if the guy tells you this is the the length and the terms of your service. You have to show up at this place at this date. If you don't, then you are fired. How, you all of how what he's been able to get away with for decades is absolutely unbelievable. And there's got to be some lawyer out there, some Stephen P. New kind of character that's going to be able to uh, fix all that, you know, that's going to be able to challenge him in court and win a case. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. But God dang, man, it's been this long. Is it, you, <laughs> you think it's 
he'll probably retire before that happens. I don't know. McDevitt, that is. I don't know. McDevitt's like one of those like Roy Cohn kind of figures. They don't just kind of retire. They just eventually get sucked into hell. (laughs) They just stand there one day and the devil just calls them home. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Sinkhole opens up. The the prophecy. I need you back now. And you're done. Oh, I sound a little Shockmasters when I said that. I like that. that. I did sound shocked. Not if you can just trip over some wires. Sting. Sting. <laughs> what was it? No, he was going, uh, Sid, I'm coming for you. <laughs> did we get into Bob Armstrong last week? Had, had Bob, Bob Armstrong? Yeah, we, we, we touched on some Bob. They've had a couple of different tributes to him. Um, in podcasting land that I thought were amazing. And I thought the very best one was on the stud cast. Ron Fuller had his brother Rob on and he had Jimmy Golden and he had Roy Lee Welch on, his cousins. And they talked about Bob and they had a great wealth of knowledge about Bob and Brad and Scott and all the boys and about Bob's late wife. And I just thought it was such a great tribute and it had such great insight and it was all about fun and it was all about um, the stories and going up and down the road and what the business is not like now and what it used to be in, in a way, Bob Armstrong, one of the greatest things that Bob Armstrong ever did was to get into the WWE hall of fame because he really kind of embodies everything that Vince McMahon hates. Mm-hmm. If you could say that there was one guy who embodied and who was the greatest Southern babyface. This is going to be an argumentative point among the historians. And I welcome the argument because I like to be told that I'm wrong or, hey, you forgot about this guy. I think this guy, as far as the great Southern baby faces of all time who just worked in the South and didn't do anything else, I think he's on the list. I think it's him. I think it's Mr. Wrestling, too. Uh, I don't think there are many others who were specifically just obviously – Dusty is kind of in his own category because when they turned him face in Florida, he was huge and blew up the territory and he became a national figure well before that and well after. But for a guy who just confined himself to the South, made a great living in the South and was a god in four or five states. The funny thing is, for people like us in the Carolinas, we we didn't know much about Bob Armstrong, mm-hmm. what we would see on, on television, right? No, um, he, didn't, he didn't come around in the mid-Atlantic area a whole lot. No, he didn't, but he made such a great living in places like Tennessee and Alabama and in the Pensacola Territory and in Mobile and in Atlanta and a little bit in Memphis. But, geez, I mean, he embodies a lot of what Vince McMahon hates. Vince McMahon hates Southern wrestling. And this guy cut great Southern babyface promos. In fact, when you when you you know those three words, Southern babyface promos. If you could have a dictionary definition of that, there would be a picture of Bob Armstrong. Fantastic physique, always kept him in shape. Doesn't matter whether he was thirty, forty, or fifty, he could go. He could work and do whatever you want to. He had his face crushed, and it had to be reconstructed, and he still got over. He still got freaking over. He produced a son who was one of the best workers. They still talk about how that guy took took to the business and one of the best workers that some of the old timers ever saw. People who had been in the business for generations. And I'm talking about people like Ron Fuller. And they saw Brad Armstrong work. They said, this kid is one of the best I ever saw in the ring. And he picked up the business like that, like it was nothing. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, it really is. There's a lot of Bob Armstrong that is everything that Vince McMahon hates, but it's everything that wrestling should be and has left behind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's 
I I want to say he's the, the the last of the Mohicans, but but damn, he's there. There's not many left. <laughs> like, go, you can cut promos and you can make money in places like Dothan and Mobile and Pensacola and places like that, and you can make I mean really good money, which he did for a number of years. Holy shit! Why would you ever go? Hey, I think I need to go. I think I need to go to New York. I think I need to go to Portland. I think I need to see. I need to see what Roy Shire is doing over there. No, you don't need that because you, you're you're where you are. You're with the woman that you love, married for sixty years. That in and of itself. I mean, in the real world, in any other profession, would be considered. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's something just in itself. Holy shit! And then he goes, he goes heel. Has a heel run that is fucking fantastic. You were th- you would be thinking, this guy, this guy's not going to be a good heel. There's no way. Bob Armstrong can't go heel. Holy shit! He embraces it. He smokes cigarettes on TV. <laughs> yeah. A girlfriend named Fannie Mae Titwiler. <laughs> <laughs> he slaps Brad on TV. Holy shit! It was a great. Oh, Fannie Mae Titwiler. I forgot about that. Well, yeah, it was Fannie Mae Tidweiler, and then Ron Fuller made a poster of her and made her look all fat and stinky with bugs crawling around her and all yeah. kinds of shit. And <laughs> he got it over like a motherfucker. That guy was over unbelievable. And then Cornette was Cornette was talking about him on, on his podcast and what he meant to Smoky Mountain and how, you know, Smoky Mountain, for all of its frustrations, it nearly killed Jim Cornette. It nearly landed him in jail. It nearly gave him a heart attack about 20 different ways. It nearly bankrupted him. Um, I think it was probably all worth it. It sounded like to me just so he could have a chance to hire Bob Armstrong and bring him in. Yeah. yeah. And if you haven't seen Bob Armstrong on Smoky Mountain, you must go see Bob Armstrong in Smoky Mountain because he is tremendous. I'm going to tell you what, Smoky, you, you, there's a lot of stuff you probably need to see on Smoky yeah. Mountain, but that that is definitely for sure. They brought I it think in. that might get lost in the shuffle a little bit, as a matter of fact. It does. I'm glad that it's been brought to the forefront by being on the network and stuff because it's really – I mean, there's there's so much great stuff in there. And, and even the shit that's terrible, like The Mummy, even that shit is like, well, it's worth seeing just for the spectacle of it. There's the spectacle of it, for sure. Like The Mummy was uh, Jim Cornette's 911, that Paul Heyman character. That's basically what he was. Yeah. <laughs> he's useless the fans kind of kind of shit on it. even though the fans at ecw kind of they embrace 911 but they knew it was stupid they knew it was ridiculous they, or they, wcw's the demon yeah the demon shit was oh man that demon shit that still gets me that still is an amazing freaking story about how to flush away millions of dollars a, uh, uh, god dang as yeah. it turns out kids gene simmons a way better businessman than eric bischoff and anybody who was in turner at that particular period of time just a tad just a little bit better they roll out the demon thing and i think this happens in 99 because the ultimate payoff to this was that eric bischoff wanted to do a pay-per-view on new year's eve 1999 going into y2k and it was going to be wrestling and rock and roll and i think it was going to be at the sun devil stadium uh, in tempe and it, right as they go it, in midnight, it was going to be like wrestling matches and then Kiss doing a concert right at the stroke of midnight as the new century dawns, right? And they're going to have fireworks and all this other shit. So they roll out and they're like, okay, Kiss, how can we get you on board with this? And Gene's like, pay me a hundred bajillion dollars and you can have a demon character who will wrestle. And they're like, done. <laughs> <laughs> that simple. And so they debut him and it's Brian Adams at first. That's who it is. Mm-hmm. 
And then it becomes that Torborg kid after that. Is it Dale Torborg? I think Dale Torborg, yeah. So it's it's Brian Adams. They remember they're rolling him out, and it doesn't work, and it's shitty. But Gene Simmons signed a contract where you have to pay him a hundred bajillion dollars every week. It's very again, Master P, same kind of deal. Master P signed a fantastic deal. You guys can shit on my angle and kill me and do whatever you want to, but you're going to pay me a shit ton of money. So Master P. Much better businessman than Eric Bischoff or anybody who was running Turner at that particular time. They, they, that, that's how it worked. And eventually, of course, the demon thing didn't work. But Gene Simmons got paid. Gene Simmons got his money big time. He usually does. Somehow. Oh my God! When you when you are shameless enough to put your your band's logo on condoms, you're probably going to get paid. That's you know what else have you got after that? There's almost not a consumer product that you can think of that Kiss has not stamped a logo on. Like, for example, um, like, I don't think they've done, like, ass wipes. Like, the, the wet wipes that you use in the toilet, I don't think they've done that yet. Yeah. And out of out of spite, since um, Gene probably owns the rights to, like, Peter and Ace's shit, he'll probably just put them on the toilet wipes just out of spite. I swear to God, if they could have done it back in the day and made it more mainstream, you know those coats. Can you give me up some Peter Chris, please? Some some, uh, some rolls of Peter. I just took a I took a giant ace and I, I flushed it. <laughs> you mean deuce? Did you ever see that episode of the Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder with the kiss on, where Ace Ace is drugged out of his mind? Just <laughs> and they were like, and that, that was Gina, so, and Gene and Paul are looking at each other like, God, the uh, fuck. And that was kind of the beginning of the end of Ace Frehley in that band, by the way, in case you didn't know. they And they said that like on many occasions. But yeah, that that was one of the things. Is you, you Those guys were coked out of their heads. If they could have done it back in the day, remember when all the guys, it was very fashionable in New York society during the Studio 54 days to wear the little gold spoon around your around your neck to have to do coke? If that fucker could have branded a Kiss brand Coke spoon back in 81 or 82, back when Dynasty came out, they would have done it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's better than the $5 forks that Abdullah the Butcher was signing. Oh, you Jesus. Know? I know, but you can't hate the player. You got to hate the game on that one, dog. I don't even, I love the fact you, I, I'm like you, man. Take my money, please. <laughs> if I don't have cash, I got Venmo, I got PayPal, I got cash. <laughs> I can sell your ass. I'll, I'll, I'll tickle your balls for $5 worth. We'll figure out what that trade is. <laughs> I'm getting. How long do you tickle somebody's balls for five dollars worth? I'm just curious. And also, by the way, if you're going to tickle them, you've already made that commitment. So you might as well go. Yeah, well, you might just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said that to me. Like they were like they they hate Michael Jordan. They were like, man, if Michael Jordan was here, you'd probably suck his dick. I go, look, I would not suck his dick, but I would hold it in my mouth for a second. Yeah, uh, just for a second, Michael Jordan, so, right there, baby. I was, I was telling my I was telling that story to my girlfriend. And she goes, well, I mean, if you already made that much of a commitment, you might as well go all the way. <laughs> right? You're, yeah. You're right there. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the vicinity. <laughs> Shit, you're in the produce aisle. Why not grab an apple? I don't understand. Dude, she's a keeper. I, I know. Like, I don't know this. Absolutely, 100%, you are correct. There's no question about it in my mind. There's no conflict at all. I got to hang on to her. Oh, but yeah. Just, fucking just watch out minefield. Did you, oh, that, I just, I traipsed right in, dude. I just traipsed right in. Fuck it. I don't even care how the broom oh, Here I come. Oh, there goes my foot. I'm like the black knight. I'm like the fucking black knight in Monty Python, dude. I got the flesh wound. But you don't have any arms or legs. No, no. I'm still here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm okay. Did you buy Dynasty when it came out? The Kiss album, Dynasty, the disco kiss album? Uh I didn't buy it, no. Oh shit, dude. I was I was so into it at That's that time. I, I was made for loving you. Oh, hell to the yes. That was it. And there's a I nice little, song, actually. There's a nice I, little 
there's a ballad on there called Sure Know Something. And I think they did that on oh, Tonight Show. Sure Know Something. I love that song, dude. Yes, it's on there. It's like, it's such a shitty album. I would never defend that album under any circumstances. But in between the poo-poo, there's these little diamonds. They do, a, um, like when I was a kid, I would start looking at this shit and stuff. And my brother was like a huge Rolling Stones fan. I was like, fuck, this is a this is a Jagger Richards song. There's, they do a, a Stones cover called 2000 Man on that fucking album. I've seen that title. I didn't know that was them. I didn't know yeah. Joe, Jagger and Richard. Absolutely. That album is shit. And then Unmasked came out, and Unmasked is unmitigated shit. It's, it, it basically <laughs> is like, we hate our fans so much. Fucking buy this record. And I'm, of course. We're going to take our, ma- our makeup off, and our music's going to suck. No, they, this Unmasked was the one before they took it off. They just called it Unmasked as a tease, but I'm like 12. Oh, right, I, get, right, right. I get it on 8-track, and I'm like, here, I, just punish me, Gene Simmons. Punish the fuck out of me. I'm a kid. I'm your core demographic, and now disillusion the fuck out of me, please. And it's just, ah. Oh. What was the first Kiss album you ever listened to? It's a great question. I think it was Rock and Roll. No, it was Destroyer. I'm sure it was Destroyer. Mine was Destroyer. Yeah. That was probably the first, one of the first things, albums I ever bought, like as an 8-track. Mm-hmm. No, I actually had the album. I got the album, the Destroyer album, because that's I, every song on there I like. Yeah, it's killer. Yeah, there's no you King can't of the Nighttime it. World. Um, I, like I remember listening to Detroit Rock City as a kid, and it kind of scared me a little bit. Oh yeah, it scared the shit out of me, man. Because there's you know the sound effects and they crash and everything else. <laughs> All, the whole thing, man. Just the whole setup was just creepy. All right, we should get back to talking about wrestling because All Elite Wrestling has their big pay per view coming, and it's All Out three, I think. Right? Is it three? Three, one, two, three. Yeah. It's not real. Let me see. All out card and matches, wrestling park. And you can buy it on the fight card and shit like that. I won't be buying it. No. <laughs> Your boy's on a budget. I won't be buying that. <laughs> so was they it 50 said, bucks? I'm sure it's at least 35. I don't know what it is. Uh, oh, I'm on BR Live, Brad. Or, or be on BR Live, Bryant. 49.99. 50 bucks. And if you're stupid like Jim Cornette and you can't figure out how to buy shit on the computer and you have to buy shit on TV, it's fifty nine ninety nine. Damn. That blows my mind, dude. The way that that guy shits on technology and he has a fucking website and a podcast. I don't understand it. But he doesn't really run either one, though. Yeah, but he's got a store and he makes money off of it. So quit shitting on but technology. All he does is sign his fucking name and mail it off. It's not like he has you know any kind of... Deep, Stacey, deep knowledge of you know. If Stacy ever leaves him, she's gonna kick his ass, ass on Twitter. There he'll, you go, right? He'll there. He'll, he'll lock her ass. She'll lock his ass out on Twitter and just start telling all of his secrets. And and he won't be able he'll to never know. <laughs> never he'll, know. He'll, he'll go crying to Stephen P. New, and Stephen's gonna be like, "Don't you know your password? No, I don't know. How to do thank thank phone vibe on the computer. Dot 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 chaba. He turns into Boom Hour. Let me tell you what thing go just a tweet twit tot twat at hashtag man's cool. He was talking about like I think she's got a Roku up in the fucking bedroom and he's like every time the Wi-Fi can't get it, it's blah 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 it's like shit. It's 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 more painful than listening to me and Brad the other day when we started the stream yard and he was trying to figure out how to share the thing to his feed. It was like more oh painful than that. I was, gonna, I was texting you and I was like, no, nah, I don't want to bother you because I, uh, I was I was tell watching your face tell, and you're like tell grandpa that for you. It was it was it was killing me, man. I was laughing so hard. I'm sorry. And I'm, and of course my last game it was okay. Well, you think you could just forget about it and we just do the show? <laughs> oh, no, no, I can't. That can't happen. No, I'm I'm obsessed, and I'm my OCD medication. <laughs> now, 
my OCD shit ran out sometime in 2008. So I, I have to continue to do this oh until God. we die. Until we die. Oh. We will both be here. I will be dying. I'll be dehydrated. The ambulance will be called. They'll try to be, they'll try to strap me in the gurney and I will still be trying to figure out how to share the show. It'll, and up there, it'll say live two days, 14 hours. 14 hours and Wednesday, we haven't started the show yet. <laughs> I can get the black screen. What up? I'm doing a podcast, so I can edit the shit out. And like the 45 minutes of you being grandpa with dementia, I can. <laughs> nobody has to know about it. But no, this, you have to continue to just chase this motherfucker down into the cold, hard ground. The cold, hard ground, and it's hard to go down easy. Good, it's a good Dan Fogelberg. Good old Dan Fogelberg song. It's called "Go Down oh. Easy." Yeah, that would have been around the uh, that would have been down the around the Run for the Roses era of the Dan Fogelberg catalog. Oh, it's an age. Is that, yeah, I think Great it would have been in, in the the Tim Weisberg collaboration. Oh yeah, hard hotels. No, exactly. That- Power of it was twin sons of different mothers. Power of gold. That's right. Twin sons of different mothers. Yes, there sir. you go. Here is the schedule for the 2020 AEW All Out card, which I think is still in Chicago, or they? I don't think they're doing in Florida, aren't they? I I can't keep up with it because America's most hottest oblivious wrestling fan, Jesse Davin, was uh, said that she saw Chris Jericho in a restaurant. And she didn't bother him. She's pregnant now, you know. Who's that? Do you follow Jesse the Buckeye on the Twitter? Uh, no, I don't. Very surprised. You should follow her. She has a lot of good content. Very cute girl, but also kind of oblivious sometimes. Okay. Well, uh, she's, a, she's like a Cleveland Indians fan, so she has my heart on that one for sure. Oh, see. Well, there you go. And she's a huge AEW fan and wears an AEW hoodie, and it must stench because she wears it all the time. But lovely. And a very lucky husband. I'd just like to go ahead and say that while we're at it. <clears throat> who, is, who is her husband? Do you know? Are you I just don't know. I, I, whoever he is, I think she bangs the shit out of him because they talk about. She talks about <laughs> That's always him. good. They were doing like Biggie was on there one night and he was kind of doing his thing and she's like yells over her shoulder, husband, I want to fuck like that. I'm like, okay, cool. Wow. Like, okay. Well, like, like a girl who knows what she wants. Check. Um, Dr. Britt Baker versus Big Swole. She is back. Dr. Britt Baker is unhurt and healed back and she's taking on Big Swole. And and I, I saw that's on the main card now, not on the pre-match, not, not in the pre-show. Not the pre-game. Um, somebody said Big Swole had a really good match recently. I didn't see it per se. And I'm a little bit behind on my paying attention to the AEW. We did see some of it. In fact, this is kind of cool. I was watching some of it with a girlfriend, and we were appropriately making fun of it. This is how, um, this is how my friends care about me. Mitchell emails me. Mm. Or he, you know, he messages me because we're and by the way, we've been talking about Jim Valley too, uh, Mitchell. And we and God bless Jim. And I hope you get well soon and uh, thoughts and prayers to you and Carrie, because Jim has apparently suffered some sort of uh, setback with his autoimmune uh, condition. And I, I hope that everything goes well. And we miss you, Jim. And hopefully you'll have your voice back on this podcast at some point in time. Um, so I'm messaging Bruce and Bruce goes, so a uh, new girlfriend, does she uh, does she like wrestling? And I went, well, now she's, you know, she tolerates it and she defends it on my behalf to other people who try to trash it, which is really cute and pretty unnecessary. Cause I'm, as you know, I'm kind of over that. And I don't care if somebody, yeah. but I'm that's, like, but that is very nice for her to do that. It is. It's very nice. Uh, a lot of females will just play along and go, yeah, he's a fucking idiot. I'll be honest with you. There's a guy at work and he's got a giant TV in front of him on, on Friday nights when we're working. And I did this last night. I'll try to sneak over, turn it over to the Fox affiliate so that eight o'clock the shit will come on. He was an hour and a half in before he got pissed off about having to watch that shit right in front of his face because he was doing other stuff. <laughs> <Good for laughs> so you, it's, it's a little thing that we do. 
So she she defends it. And I go, well, you know, we were watching AEW the other night and we were making, you know, the the general funny comments about like, why did why do they put the, the chairs under the ring? And yeah. know, she was commenting on the appropriate attire of the young bucks and the fringe and all this horse shit. Yes, yes. Unnecessary. Said, no, she doesn't really follow it. She remembers the um, the the attitude era. And I think she and her husband went to the matches back then or something like that, where she would talk to people and make fun of it and shit like that. And I think she said she had so a she's had practice. Yes, she has had practice. <laughs> and I think she um, said she had a road dog T-shirt, which gave her a little bit of street cred in my, wow. in my mind. Yeah, that is, that's some good street cred, actually. So that's that's our relationship is like we watch it. I say, oh, road dog, like road dog. I go, well, his dad died this week. Are we watching AEW? Oh, that's Luke Perry's kid. You know, we can do stuff like that, but we don't right. know. And she goes, that's and Mitchell approves. Mitchell goes, that's good because you don't want to have too much conflict there. If you both like to let her do her thing. And, you know, relationship expert, Dr. Phil Mitchell was telling me. <laughs> like, what do you what do you think the last time that guy was in a relationship? They were they were trying to figure out where to go to the Steppenwolf concert or Steppenwolf. Are you talking about like the, the mythological character? <laughs> yeah, that's, what it is. that's probably what it was. Are we going to take my AMC Gremlin and go to the Steppenwolf show, honey, or? <laughs> Thank you. I'm giving him too much credit on that one. <laughs> yeah, because Kevin Wolf is actually cool. I know. That's right. We shouldn't do that. More like Jerry and Pacemakers. <laughs> uh, honey, you want to? You do? Do you want? Want to walk down to New York Pizza and CREM for two bucks? Because uh, the drinking age is 18. Oh, can I just uh, say this real fast? I've I've been keeping New York pizza in fucking business the last uh, month. I'm oh, just man. just FYI. Well, yeah, we need to we need to get some of that over to the house as soon as I stop working all this fucking overtime. Damn it! I, Damn it. I uh, Bryant's not going to talk to me for a while because I had to cancel plans on him like twice because shit was happening two times. Like I was like, hey, why don't you come over Sunday and we'll just watch the pay-per-view? And he's like, yes, I kind of need that in my life right now because we used to do that and it'll be a fun thing and we'll eat pizza, we'll have bad calories and we'll watch some, you know, some semi-entertaining wrestling. And then I get called into overtime on Sunday. And I'm like, oh, I can't do that because I have to do this and then I have to go back in the next day so i'm not going to be able to do and i go hey monday's good we should let's do monday and then pfft, that got crashed again and you just you just like watching me sway back and forth yeah it's kind of a fun thing that i do i'm lucy you're charlie brown here's this football right uh you have set that football right up for me a couple times although there. i'm going to tell you right now tentatively in pencil mm -hmm. monday monday we could watch some raw possibly i think okay we might be able to do some business there because then uh, we can, and you can bring your New York pizza and get me fat again. That'll there be fine. Go. Happy to do uh, that. So it's Dr. Shit Taker on our first match back from being uh, well and all this stuff they've been doing, the vignettes with the wish had against Big Swole. Um, you have any I'm feelings not, or I, thoughts about that one? I think they, it, it I feels know, like they man. need to get I, her over in her redebut. He feels who? Big Swole? No, I think they Britt Baker. Britt Baker on the yeah, comeback. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. I, I'm. I try to like Big Swole, but there's something about her I just hadn't quite grabbed hold on a hold of yet. I don't. I don't know what it is. I mean, she cut a nice promo the other night, or the I guess last whenever it was I saw it on on 
when I think when Britt came out with the pizza. Did you see that? Yeah, I did actually. But uh, but I don't know. It's just something about her. I I just I'm not quite sold on her yet. Are you happy? But, that I mean, Excalibur, aren't you happy that Excalibur's back? Jesus, not as happy as you are. I'm sure. Who who missed that motherfucker? The show was a hundred times better without Looking him. Tony and Jr. You'd think they couldn't sleep at night without him. I don't even mind Taz so much, but they didn't need Taz. Tony and Jr. as a two man booth is perfectly fine, and I don't know why somebody in that company can't figure this out. Why it's like no, we have to keep writing the guy in the mask the checks. I don't get that. And, and and it's not like they're trying to appeal to younger people with him or anything because Taz, I mean, God dang, Taz and Tony are about the same age. Exactly. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I've just never got the thing with Excalibur and still don't. They had a chance to look, excuse me, to let him go. It was perfect. When, he presented himself up on a silver platter and you guys let him back in. I don't get that. Please I don't, back. Please. I don't, get that. No, I don't either. That I was, thought about you when I when I saw him back. Well, they had I mean they had really good ratings on Wednesday night, and God bless them, they're getting close to a million. So I think that's great. I do hope they go over, but it ain't because of him. No, hell no. Jeez, if anybody hell thinks no. That he's doing anything to get anybody over in that company, they're full of shit. I mean, I appreciate the guy's passion for the business and, and his history with pro wrestling gorilla and all that shit. But Jesus, I don't think he adds anything to that show at all. No, I, I don't either. That's the thing. I, I, it's nothing against. Him. Him personally, I, mean, I guess it is against him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it but is. <laughs> but well, it is. But personally, he sucks. That's what I, I, just, I don't like him in that role. Okay, uh, I just don't like him as a third person on AEW. I've just never. I'm. I'm totally with you on that. Uh, Young Bucks against Jurassic Express. I don't have a good feeling about that one. They, they did the the eight man tag team, and since the Bucks and Jurassic won, they have to face each other at the pay per view, which I thought was I don't know. Kind of interesting, but kind of a weird stipulation. What's the, what 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 is the point of that match? Mm. The winner gets something, or it's just it's a babyface program, allegedly, right? Allegedly, I think we're just going to see a lot of flippy shit with nobody selling anything, right? Probably. So I mean, I'm sorry. Like any I'm any sorry. young bucks match, pretty much. If anybody doesn't know how that's going to go, there's going to be a lot of shit on the outside, a lot of flippy stuff. They're going to do a million Meltzer drivers. Uh, Jungle Boy is going to get beat down like a motherfucker, make the Ricky Morton comeback, um, hot tag to Luchasaurus. He's going to do some flippy shit to freak everybody out, probably. To, yeah, because that, that's what oh, I want to do. Big man. Flip two around. A 260-pound guy I definitely want to see do backwards flips. I mean, that's what I always want. i got to be honest with you. It looks so safe. Jesus, God. I mean, I, I, it's impressive and shit, but no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, 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 so that's how that match is going to go, and I don't know who goes over, and I don't know what good it does anybody. I don't either. I really don't. I, I just, not, like I said, I just don't know the purpose of this match. Matt Hardy against Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match. I don't even know what that means. Can you explain it to me? Because I haven't been paying uh, that much attention. I saw that too. I really don't know. Broken rules. Uh, is broken Matt Hardy. Is that. Does this thing have, honestly, does this thing have all of the heat of a Mexican fart? I mean, it doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm just. I'm just not a big Sammy Guevara. I used to be, but ever since the whole Sasha Banks thing, I'm just—he's totally turned me off, and I'm—I'm I'm sorry. Well, I think you got to give him. An, I mean, I, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I think you got to give the guy another chance based on that. I, I think, think he came back too soon. Maybe uh, I, I, you know, but maybe, maybe I just—I don't know. It almost seems like since, since Ricky Starks has been making more and more appearances, he's kind of stolen that kind of spot from Sammy Guevara. 
Dude, give me Ricky Starks any day. He seems, honestly, if I'm being 100%, like, and somebody's going to call me racist about this, he's like a better version of Sammy Guevara to me. I think so. He's got better facial expressions. He can work just as good, if not better, in the ring. He's he's good. he's great on the mic. God dang. I, I think I, I think he's and he's a great heel, man. I mean, I, he was kind of playing borderline babyface, I think, in NWA, but he's total fucking heel in 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 this. And he's in great at it. He's yeah. really good at it. Heck yeah. Just like Cage. I think Cage is a great heel. Cage scared the shit out of me in Lucha, Lucha Underground, man. He, he, he was great the way they booked him in that. That was fantastic. I don't think there's ever going to be – he's never going to be booked that well again. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But, he's. I mean, they're doing well with him here. They're, they're doing oh, yeah. He's, yeah. And him and Taz together is fine. I don't have any issue with that. But no. it's, it's never going to be as good as it was, I think, in Lucha Underground. No. But but they, they had him carved out perfectly, I think, in Lucha Underground to where people were like me just were impressed and – did, pretty much thought he was invincible, you know, kind of like Matanza. Oh, I, I think that's right. Uh, Dark Order versus Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares. That one could be pretty good, but I think the – I mean, I, I've not been a fan of the Dark Order from the beginning, and I get the feeling that other people are now on board with me that that whole situation has kind of lost its luster. Do you get that same idea? It seems like a clusterfuck. It's like Mr. Brody Lee and a clusterfuck. Yeah. That's, all, that's what it seems like. I, I, I don't know all these guys with like number names and stuff. I, I, I whatever. I don't. I don't get it. The twenty-one man casino battle royal for an AEW championship opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, that one has me intrigued a little bit. Aren't, aren't we going to see a lot of Colt Cabana in that though? <laughs> I hope not. I but hope so. I might be right. Uh, but I don't know. I, I got to see a list of people who are going to be in that match. I'd like to figure out who i think might come away um the women's uh championship is on the line hikura hikura Shida against thunder rosa it seems like they're really pushing thunder rosa right now are you on board with Sheeta as the champion uh yeah i i, I am i i thought she was good I, I liked her before she won the championship i i thought she was heading i was a little bit shocked that they let her win because i liked her so much you know, because usually the people I like, they don't push and all that stuff, but they seem to go right along with it. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down with her. I mean, she, what do you think? Don't, you're not impressed with her at all? I'm not really on board. And I think it just depends on whether she's still close personal friends with Mr. Omega. Uh, I think Thunder Rosa may end up winning it. I think they're, they're pretty high on her right now. That's fine. I mean, I think Thunder Rosa. She's good, man. I I, I, I I like her. I liked her back in. Um, she was in Lucha Underground, but yeah. she wasn't. She wasn't Thunder Rosa. I don't think. No, she was something else. But yeah, I like her. I like her a lot. Kenny Omega and Adam Page against FTR. I think this is very clearly FTR should win the championship. And if they don't, I think it's botched booking if they don't do them. Yeah, yeah. I, I if they're not going to win it at all out, when when they going to win it? You know, exactly. that's what I'm saying. And I think they've kind of. Missed with those guys a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it's they they des, they deserve it, man. They really do. I mean, in fucking Omega and 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 uh, what's his face, Adam. Uh, hey. Yeah, hangman. Hey, hey, thank you. They, they just, I think they've they've run their course. I think Chris Jericho. I, I think it's getting all played out. The whole Adam uh, Adam Page thing and, and Kenny Omega, the, the Adam Kenny back and forth. They don't really like each other. It's just kind of getting 
He's uh, Omega has been a great worker. He's a terrible actor in those vignettes and stuff. No, God, no. dang man, I can't believe that you're drinking again. He he he's like an after school special. It is an after school special, man. That's what it it's what it feels like. Uh Jericho against Orange Cassidy in that comedy Mimosa Mayhem match. I think I should probably hate this, but I'm probably gonna end up laughing at this. I think this is probably gonna be entertaining. It's probably gonna be entertaining. Um you know, I I I'm gonna have to walk back something here. Yeah. Um all these, all this time, I've been down on Orange Cassidy mm-hmm. ever since from the get go. Um, just thought it was, I, you know, I was totally with, with Cornette on the whole gimmick, you know. My but, my dog pockets, my pockets, yeah. But ever since I saw that that video with him and Brandy, I don't know what it was about that video with the, them cook with her cooking the cake and stuff. He, I, I've kind of turned a corner on him. I think I, I know. It's, and it was weird. I know it's weird because he was kind of halfway being in character and kind of half not being in character on that. So I was kind of seeing both sides. And now that I've actually seen him in the ring, I think he's a good worker. I'm still not completely sold on the whole pockets bullshit. But as I, I think he, he's got a lot of talent and I think – I think he's going to go over, man. I think Jericho. I think he's going to beat Jericho. I think they're See, that Jericho high seems on like him. he's going to do the thing that Randy Orton won't do. He'll put the guy over. That's what. That's why Chris Jericho is right. better than Randy Orton. Yeah, I think. Well, I, I yeah, see your point. yeah. Oh God, yeah, man. Uh, anytime. I think any. You sit down with Jericho and Orton individually, and you can see just by their way of thinking how that would be the case. You know, Jericho is more than willing to put somebody like that over where Orton would be like, well, what's in it for me kind of thing. I, I think there's a stark difference between those two. I mean, Jericho's done some dumb shit. You know, he had fucking Don Jr. on his podcast and some stupid shit like that. But but that's a personal thing with me. But but he's done some other things that have been a little questionable. I, I've never really yeah. been real thrilled about him going out on tour, you know, with – no mask on and then coming back and wrestling again. I mean, I, didn't they, I, I, did they play, did they play Sturgis or something like that? Didn't they play Sturgis? They did. That's sure true. enough. That's so that, little things like that. But I think overall as, as pure wrestling, um, pure wrestling mind, I think Jericho is definitely better, has a better setup in his, you know, older latter stages of, of a career than, than Orton has. And the AEW championship in your main event, it's John Moxley against MJF. I don't, I don't have a good feeling for how this is going. I think the promos have been pretty good. Uh, MJF. What do you mean? Um, the the promos. I mean, what do you mean? Why do you not have a good feeling about it? About who's going to win? I don't know who's going to oh, go over. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I know. I don't know if this is like the best work that MJF does. I think he's he's as entertaining as ever, but I don't know if it's like beyond what we've seen from him before the stuff about him getting his lawyer out to go fight, <laughs> fight John Moxley and shit like that. I think that's, that stuff is dead funny. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if they feel like it's time to go ahead and put the the belt on John Moxley. I, they, there may be a thing coming and I may be reading too much into this as far as the backstage with Renee leaving WWF or WWE right now. And they might want to give Mox some time off to go and get her pregnant. <laughs> So I don't know. And good on you, John, if that's your deal. Um, so that may be the reason that MJF gets the strap at this particular time. I don't know how long he keeps it. I don't think that MJF needs it, but I think he'll do some pretty amazing things with it if he gets it, because I, I just I think that guy's amazing. I think as a yeah. performer, he's he's tremendous. 
I think I think he'll get it. I think they'll give it to him and he'll have a run. I mean, Moxley's had the belt for what six, eight months. Yeah, something like that. So, you know, he could, and, and he's one of these people that obviously will get it back at some point. Absolutely. I mean, so I, I, I just think they've been pushing MJF really fucking hard during this during this whole thing, and for them not to give it to him. There's so many things you can do with that belt. Like his celebration um, ceremony is going to be huge. And then, you know, you got to figure out a way to get Cody to go back on his stipulation that he would never challenge for the, the, the championship again. There's going to be a way to do that. Cody versus we'll have a Wardlow turn on him, you know. Something. Something um, like that. Cody versus, M- on, uh, Cody versus MJF is going to be complete money. I mean, that's going to be huge. You can do whatever mm-hmm. you want to with that one. So, um, and since, and then it, since Cody doesn't have the belt right now, that, that TNT no, belt. The T-belt, so. right. Well, and, of course, he, he lost that stipulation when he lost that match saying he could ever challenge for the championship again. That's right. That's right. They, that's so right. you got to figure out a, a way to work all that shit out. Um, eventually, if you really wanted to, and you could turn Jericho babyface to go against MJF or turn MJF babyface, which I think would be tougher, but I think he could pull it off. So eventually you could have some money with those two guys. So Jericho, there's a lot of- Jericho and MJF feud would be pretty good. Oh, that's going to be money. That's going to be like Jericho and Owens to the 10th degree, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as good as Owens is, I mean, MJF is just at least that good, if not better. Any other closing thoughts? Anything you wanted to throw out there before we get out? Uh, I don't think so. Nothing comes to mind. Um, of course, I'll think of something soon we finish, but, you know. Exactly. Bryant can be followed on the social media at Bryce Sports. That's Instagram and on Twitter, BRY Sports. Uh, the show can be followed on Twitter at Katie Vick Alive. And at Katie Vick Alive, if you're watching on StreamYard, that's a little tag right there below my beautiful face. Uh, at Britt Whitmire is me on the Twitter machine, B-R-I-T-T-W-H-I-T-M-I-R-E. And I'm on Instagram, B-Dub4Reels, B-D-U-B, number four, R-E-E-L-Z. And um, if you want to support us and what we do, you can go to our Amazon store and shop through there. It's katievick.com. That's katievick.com. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.